to this. Is it going to be the second part? We don't. We're welcome to another episode. Yeah, could be another episode. Could be a part B, C, D. Doesn't matter. No, we just know that we're doing it. We, this is a bit where we're doing a separate intro to a, an yeah, episode. That's all. And this we is know. it now. And we've not scripted it. You won't <laughs> fucking know it, would you? You bastards. Why? Do you know what I've noticed about you? You do that noise a lot. Do you do it at the back of your that, yeah, yeah. that noise? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know anyone who does that noise. <laughs> What, what, why are you doing I it? I don't know why I'm doing it. I did it a lot when I played Flesh Creep in Panto. That, it's a go-to. Because also, there's no real emphasis on the voice. It's very... Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it seems quite high. You're making the noise quite high yeah. behind the nose. Yeah, it's right up there in the palate, up in the roof of the face. Yeah, the... Has your face got a roof? <laughs> oh, come and get your roofs for your faces. I'm selling roofs. Four for a pound, four for a pound. Ah, that bloke's fucked. He's got asbestos roof in his face. His roof's caving. He's He's proper caving. He's called Dave the Cave. (laughs) No one lives in the cunt. So anyway, that's... (laughs) I don't know what that means. So there we are. Enjoy this episode. Yeah, do the noise. Going back to 96. Yes. It was my second year at university. Mm-hmm. Well, from September 96, second year at university. Obviously, January 96, I'm halfway through the year. I actually took ecstasy in the January of 96. Bloody hell. Confe- this is, confession. This is very, we should call this episode Confessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been loads. It was my mate's 21st party, and it, we went to the Hacienda. Oh, me. Hacienda oh, in Manchester. Oh, me. Tony Wilson, me. Yeah, yeah. So we I... had Blue Monday. <laughs> so I ended up... I ended up taking a, a tablet of MDMA. Brilliant. I think I don't know if I might have done I'm not half. Saying, but I say brilliant. I think I might have done half actually. Right. But my main memory of the night is, and for some reason I, I don't know why, but I thought I remember being surprised that I needed a poo. Yeah. I thought if you're on drugs, you won't need a poo. It makes you superhuman. But I needed a poo in the hacienda, and I'm having a poo in the hacienda, and all of a sudden I heard a insomnia, faithless, oh, and that man. was the tune of the that time. Is such a banging tune. But I heard him um, doing the bits, you know, leading up to it, and then and then uh, tearing off tights with my teeth, all that business. And I'm thinking, oh my god! And I started to feel like a rush coming on. Yeah. But then I think I've got to wipe my bum. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like looking, and I'm like, but I ended up just, I ended up not not trying to get out there. I ended up just dancing. My way through in the it. cubicle. In the cubicle, Good I thought life. I'm going to enjoy my poo. Yeah, and I'm just rushing my face off, Brilliant, having right. a poo. I thought, fuck, fuck, trying. Who wants to try wiping the bomb while that's going on while yeah. they're rushing the tits off? Well, you off. can't. You absolutely can't. You and so um, I'm I got, glad you danced. I did get outside, and the and the lad said, "Oh, you've just missed it." I went, "No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did not miss that. I might have had a a, a, a dirty bomb <laughs> going on." <laughs> But I, I managed I to. I had no sleep. Yeah, I tell you what though, that was mad night that though, because it it just went off massively, fucking fighting at the end of the night. Really? And nothing comes makes you come down quicker no. than the lights suddenly going up and seeing everyone scrapping in that yeah. center. Yeah, yeah, you got. Oh, yeah. it was intense. But no, it was good times. But it's, it's funny you talk about drug take as well. I've briefly mentioned this life, and there was the revolution and the cultural revolution in television because up until then everything was so fucking safe, wasn't it? We talked about duty free. And that was kind of the sitcom-esque culture of the day. Something like this life comes along and it doesn't moralise drug taking. It doesn't glamorise it, but it doesn't moralise it. So 
it, it, it was just such a true reflection of the hedonism of the day. Yeah. That's why I love programmes like that, because suddenly television became, but it reflected what was actually going on. And it yeah. kind of said, Do you know what? We know what you're doing, kids. Yeah, it was just a really creative time. Oh, man, what? Going back to but the mischief that we witnessed back in the 80s on Mischief Night was still with me in 96. Oh, yeah. I got thrown out of my holes. Did you, did you moisturise it? I, 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 I moisturised all the other students, which even back in the day was seen as a bit forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, me, me and my mate, um, a lad called Wes, we basically just got into a lot of trouble, a lot of mischief. Yeah. There was loads of allotments at the back, so it, we used to um, send this lad just smashing shit up. It was really easy to manipulate. Right. So he just... It's like the bulldozer of the gang, was he? Yeah, 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 like he's from Wigan. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, and then we ended, we ended up getting in this, in this massive fight. And um, we got chucked out of our holes and we ended up right opposite the Afro-Caribbean centre in Toxteth and it was just a really tough place for a student to be. Tough for the locals to be. Listen, Never mind a fucking... Toxteth is just a tough place to be. Oh, it's just a tough place. And when we were there, there was things, something called the Granby Street Bookmaker Killing. There's a few tit-for-tat killings like going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So me and my mate heard the gunshot in our flat. Oh. Shit. It's on Granada Reports that night. I went to the payphone to speak to my mum because there's no mobiles. Oh. And my mum's like, and I'm like, mum, mum, we heard the gunshot. Imagine my mum. She's like, yeah. son, come home. Yeah, you're in a phone box on the streets. Yeah, yeah. Come home. Mm. Just come home. Yeah. Stop doing all this. Mm. Come home. Yeah. And it was, um, and there was other times I was in that same phone box actually. There's a woman outside. She's banging on the window. Yeah, lads. Yeah, lads, come on. It's it's a public phone, this, not a private one. <laughs> and she's pecking my head, and I'm on the phone probably to Omar. No, I think it was on the phone to my girlfriend at the time. And I went, one minute, love. And I went, oi, look, I'm paying for it. I'll be done when I'm done. Yeah, there's no set time for no, a public phone. No, no, just What's wait. What rule book was she on? I shouldn't have done it. You what, you little fucking prick? You don't know who I am, do you? You don't know who my brothers are. You're not from round here, are you? And, and she's losing it. And I just went, love, I'll, 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 I'll ring you back. Because I'm not hard. I can't fight. I shit it. Yeah. I, sh- I never use that payphone again. No. Never use that payphone no, no, again. No, no, no. You, no. You don't want a loose, angry, scouse woman no, in no, the no. middle of Toxteth. It sounds like... She made, you know, Tina Malone, the crazy woman yes, from Shameless? She yes. made Tina Malone look like fucking Mary Poppins, Jesus. this woman. Yeah. Oh, man. But one more, one more thing about that flat we're in. So me and my mate, same time of year, the snooker was on. And my mate, White Wes, he, he's really bright guy, but we, we both had a crazy side to us. And he's just doing a bit of work on his desk while the snooker's on. And from nowhere, he just because just he's fucking right, he just went, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Just saying it for no reason. The snooker commentator, something had happened where the white wasn't quite reaching the bolt cushion for a safety shot. Right. And the commentator, literally a beat after Wes had said, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. The snooker commentator went, and that's not quite hard enough. <laughs> and it was just an amazing moment. It's an amazing moment. And I think we just went out and celebrated by getting absolutely wasted and telling anyone that had listened. You remember guess what happened earlier on today? Wes said, come and have a go and think you're hard enough. And then the student commentator went, that's not quite hard enough. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. I'll never forget it though. Memories of 96. Bring it back. Bring back Bring 96. Back. Why don't we just have a... Why don't they make a, a law in Parliament? So fuck about with Brexit all the yeah. time and all this... 
let's have a reenactment of 1996. That would do more good yeah. in these divided times, which is where we're at now, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone hates each other because of a political and moral standing. Yeah. Let's go back to 96. Abolish. Are you, are you suggesting abolishing calendars, the calendar system? It's a bold step, but yes, I am. Right, so you're abolishing the calendar system. And, and by, and by, uh, if, if you're not prepared to go to 96, then you get, you're going to get a fine. You're going to get a fine. Yeah. And possible, if you, prote- if you keep going, incarceration. Yeah. So everyone's got to get on board with this. Yeah, everyone. 96 is the future. Yeah, there'll be all sorts of punishments. You'll have your you'll have your door handle moisturized. moisturized. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be eggs at the window. Yeah, tires let down. Yeah, we're we'll getting gonna... Jamie up from Brighton because he's still Andy. He it's, still knows. Yeah, he's still got an he extra. Sets a bomb off, then scarpers back to the south coast. Yeah. but if but if so, if we did bring back 1996 for yeah. everyone all let's the time, see, let's work out how it's going to happen. So there was a, there was a lot more misogyny and sexism back then, wasn't there? Well, there was. Yeah, I suppose, but there was a laddish culture, wasn't wasn't yeah. there? There was. The, yeah. I mean, everyone was talking about ladettes, and it, the Spice Girls were born in '96. I think. Yeah, not born, but yeah, not born, well, but no. you know, concepted. Let's say, and that's the only negative. Concepted. Hmm. <laughs> Again, conceived, not conceived. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In, you you will, I want you to have one in every episode because last what were I fucking mal, malnutritioned yeah malnutritioned my god because you're a bright lad I you're know a, but you're a bright lad imagine me in Countdown Corner oh and but I've got yeah I've got uh, nine yeah <laughs> what yeah. have you got malnutritioner malnutritioner okay so let's check that a um, couple of problems first it's not a word yeah I'm not even going to check the number of letters but I think it's at least twelve okay so um. Yeah. Thanks for coming. We're going to get Paul Zenon back on. Get Zenon. Yeah, get Zenon yeah. back on. But I'm best in my price range. <laughs> um, Last thing I'll say about 96. Go on. So we ended up, at the start of the second year, after I came back from Lanzarote with my mate Ali Muse, who, who family hotel we ended up in, by the way. Family hotel. And about second or third what, night. Just lads? So you, you, me and Ali, you yeah, just a couple of lads. Oh, just two, just you, you and him went away. me and my mate Ali. I think Ali had had a bit of a problem I think he'd finished with the the woman that he was with at the time. And Ali's one of them. He wore his heart on his sleeve. Still does to some degree. But great, I was his best man. Great lad. But he broke up with this lass at the time. And he went, Mark, come on. Let's just go on holiday. Right. And I had my student loan money left over, didn't course, I? Of course you did, mate. Yeah. It's Lanzarote money now, isn't it? Yeah. So we go to Lanzarote. Second night there, my mate Ali, he loves fills and horses. And he decides when we get in at 4am, he's going to spend 20 minutes doing the Del Boy impression of falling through the counter at the bar, but into the pool. Brilliant. And there's people waking up that say, get to your rooms. It's a family hotel. Yeah. But me and Ali are 20 at the time. Yeah. I'm two weeks before my 21st birthday. The following day, we are so incognito around the pool. But was not, you can't be incognito because we're the only ones without children. <laughs> so people fucking hated us around the pool. Absolutely hated us. It's a brilliant, brilliant time. So, oh, the other one as well in Lanzarote, there was this guy called Mad Dougie. And we'd heard about Mad Dougie on this one night out. This Scottish guy who basically had nowhere to stay. He was a homeless, homeless Scottish guy. <laughs> but he didn't look homeless. And he was basically, then the night we were all waiting for taxi. He's going along the taxi going, I'm staying at yours tonight. <laughs> Mad Dougie, he's 
mad dog. Everyone needs a mad doggy. And we got we're we were oblivious to him, and there's not many people. We are the end of the taxi queue. It's four a.m. Even the lights going out in Lanzarote, and we can see any second now it's just going to be us and Mad Doggy, and he's going to want to come and stay at our house. <laughs> and the other thing we'd heard him say to people, what we heard him say, you let me come and stay at your house, or I'll fucking hoover you up. <laughs> not not you out, hoover you up. First of all, how's he going to do that? How is he? What, so, what's his method for yeah, hooping you up? I don't know. I don't know. So somehow people are getting away with it, but me and me and Ali are thinking, we're the dad we're fuckers. We're going to end up with we're Dougie. With Mad Dougie. So, so we've, we've just done something. We've gone. We've just got to do something, Doug. But then obviously you can come and stay at our place. You know, you can have the bed for the rest of the week. Mm. We'll sleep on the tile floor. And we've distracted him momentarily. And then one of us, I can't remember who it was, gone run. We took the brave decision to run. From the taxi rank? From the taxi rank, from Dougie, we've just gone. And we didn't stop running. We didn't stop running. And oh my God. So what night on the holiday was this? Were you not this worried you were going to bump into that Dougie? So then, for the rest of the holiday, you want to have a great time and you want to get pissed. Tentacles. But you're constantly on the lookout yeah. for Mad Dougie. Of course you are. And there's one night, Ali's come back from the bar without drinks. He's gone, look to your right. And we've seen Dougie on the lookout. For his next victim, you know, get the fuck out of here. We saw Mad Dougie about two right, times. Here's a Scotsman, looks like he's in a mood to hoover. <laughs> but we'll never forget it. It wasn't just like, let me come back and sleep on your bed or I'll kick fuck out of you. It was hoover you up. Hoover you up, mate. And that's far more intimidating, isn't it? Do you know, it's reminded me of a really poignant holiday that I had. Well, certainly a poignant night on a lad's holiday that I had with Dan Cavanagh from Sheffield, right? Man, to be four lads going, two dropped out disappointing me and the, me and my mate Dan we end up in Mallorca and we've gone out for a night and we're both trying to cop off with girls unsuccessfully mostly cop off I remember this uh, I remember approaching two girls and saying uh, where are you from and they said classic um, Chester oh and I went tell me whereabouts is Chester <laughs> <laughs> fucked off didn't they so Anyhow, I've got lucky this one night, but we've gone out. Strange setup. Young girl, I'm going to say she's 17. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that was nearly a bit dark. Oh, no, 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 no. Young Listen, girl. I know we're, we're, <laughs> it's, there's a lot of confessions going on, but it ain't going there, right? No. 17 year old girl. Uh, she's copping off with this young lad from Nottingham. Can't remember his name. Right. I've got up on a karaoke that night and I fancy myself as a bit of a singer back in the day. Yeah. And suddenly she's pushed his attentions aside and he's looking a little bit pissed off. But I'm thinking, you snooze, you lose, pal. Yeah. I've just sung Savage Garden. I'm fucking in. Yes. So we've gone off to the next bar. I've gone off with this girl outside and we'd had a bit of a snog. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing, you know. How much more, more did you that. want? How much more did you want at this stage? <laughs> You know, I'm outside the bar. I'm not going to stop. Not much at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like? Bend her over. I'm thinking, we're in Mallorca. Yeah. We're in Mallorca. Yeah. Right? I'm about 20. But I've left. <laughs> I've left uh, Nottingham lad. I can't remember his name. And I've left my mate Dan. We haven't really conversed with him much all night. And now I've nicked his bird. So right. I've gone back inside with her. No sign of Dan or Nottingham. Smashed glass. Blood. Wow. I'm like, where's Dan? What's happened? Yeah. And then I hear a commotion from the sort of the back room, like the storeroom from behind the bar. It's not Lloyd Cole and one of the commotions, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. Good, carry on. 
thanks for clearing that up. So there's a commotion. There's a commotion, mate. I'm in the storeroom, right? There's a there's the, there's the guy there, uh, the barman or the bar manager, holding this lad up from behind, and Dan, a little dazed and confused, but also holding him. So not only have you nicked his potential girlfriend there, yeah. so you've left him in the lurch and, and there's a situation. Yeah, well, the situation unfolded like this. He smashed a bottle and self-harmed. Oh, <gasps> shit. And the blood, I mean, I wasn't there, but Dan told the story later on. Dan said the blood was spurting out all over the place. Dan's primary concern at this point, he's wearing his lucky shirt. He said, it was going left, right. He says, I was fucking dodging the blood yeah. and everything. I was like, oh, that's nice, mate. Yeah. He didn't get one speck on his shirt. Brilliant. So this Dan. lad's in and out of consciousness, right? Just comes round. I'm there. I don't know what to do. I'm just sort of frozen, looking at the scene, trying to compute everything, thinking, mm, I might have been the cause of this indirectly. Then a bloke, big lad, comes out. Imagine like a foreign butcher. <laughs> okay, so so not very good hygiene then. Harry, big lad, puts on a rubber glove just as this Nottingham lad's waking up, and he pings his glove, and then he goes, "No problem, veterinary surgeon." <laughs> The last thing I'll say about 96. You've said that sentence three times. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But this, so the, the house we ended up in at the start of our second year, it wasn't really a house. It was a flat. At the top story, a three-story building. At the bottom story, Egbeth Vale in Liverpool. Egbeth Vale Pet Stores. There's a pet shop, bottom level. Okay. Sn- including tropical animals. You've got snakes, you've got lizards, piranhas. Piranhas? All sorts at the bottom level. There's all sorts of shit going on. Were there piranhas? Uh, no, uh, well, I think, no, no, that I don't know. It was a pet <laughs> shop. There was all sorts in there. So, middle floor, we went into the middle floor flat a couple of times, the, the women who lived there, yeah. and there was a bad smell of pet shop. The, the smell of the pet shop was permeating into the first floor. Mm. We were on this top floor. Yeah. We were once, there's this homeless guy, or he was out, he's pissed anyway, so I'm assuming he's homeless. Scottish? Scottish, probably, but doing a Scouse accent. But he will have been Scottish, wouldn't he? And he's pissing in our doorway. Not the shop doorway, but our flat doorway down the bottom. And he's banging on our door. He was like trying to get into the flat. I'm going, fuck off, mate. No, no. And it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. You're pissed. You're urinating on our door. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. For some reason, this flat we had was massive. For some reason, there was loads of plates. Loads of spare chairs. I don't know why. I mean, like dining room chairs. So we're like... As he's walking away, we'd say, oh, no, you're all right, mate. Come in then. Come in. And then he'd come back. You've invited him in? Yeah. So, we, no, we're telling him from the top window. Oh, I see. shouting down. Right, right. Gotcha. Come on, mate. Come in then. Come in if you want. And he'd come staggering back, homeless and pissed. And we'd, like, throw a plate or a chair at him. <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw a chair at him. Uh, yeah, from three stories up. We could have killed him. Well, you would have killed him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but we were young, making mistakes. Did you miss him? We missed him. I think we, hopefully we were intentionally missing him. And then he'd walk off again. Oh, mate, no, we're sorry we threw stuff at you. Come back. And he'd come back and we'd throw <laughs> stuff at him again. Anyway, this this dies down. An hour later, yeah. our landlord turns up. An hour later of what? Of throwing chairs? No, no, no. We'd not be throwing chairs for now. Constantly. So we'd probably, we'd probably throw him four or five chairs and right. a dozen plates. It's just loads of stuff in our flat. Okay. So Land- the landlord's landlord, landlord turns up. We're having a good chat with Jersey Velosky, uh, Young Ones reference, in case you're wondering. He, he's looking out of the window from the flat. He went, oh yeah, you're keeping it in decent, Nick. 
And he's just about to go. He went, are they some of my chairs down in the road? <laughs> the mood changed. Well, it's a hard one immediately to talk yourself out of. Isn't yeah. it? How Be- did the chairs get in the road? Because then he looks at the chairs and where they were around the table. Instead of there being 10 chairs around the table, it's massive flat. There's only suddenly four. Yeah. Because six have been used as missiles. Yeah. And from that moment on, I'll be honest, the relationship with that landlord soured. Did, did, did you offer up an explanation? Did you always say, well, look, there was a homeless guy, probably Scottish, pissing on, a, a, on the pet My store. guess is, is that we did try to dance our way out of it. Mate, I need a wee. I, I was just thinking, and this might not be funny or relevant, but um, you know if the guy was pissing on the door of the, and the pet store's on the bottom? Yeah. You know if you get stung by a jellyfish? You're supposed to piss on the person who's stunned uh, as an anecdote. Is that not just with blisters? No, I think it's with jellyfish stings. What you've got to do is summon up and piss on someone. Right, okay. So, because I've heard that if you get blisters, if you piss on the blister, it dries it up and you don't get any pain from it anymore. I remember when we, back in college days, we went out to play a tournament in Arizona and the fucking pitches were rock hard. And all the coaches out there said, if you get blisters, just piss on them in the shower. So that's where... Oh. So, but you're saying... So piss sorts out blisters. It sorts out jellyfish things. Yeah, yeah. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Well, now it. you've said it, I'm convinced as well. I'm yeah. sure the listener is. And also, what a great way to introduce a different sort of sexual technique into your relationship. If your missus has been stung inadvertently by a jellyfish. Inadvertently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it's like, oh, uh, someone going out to get purposefully stung by a jellyfish. Yeah. You could then piss on her in public on because you've got to do it quick. You can't go home yeah. and say, let's let's sort this out when we get home. You're there, your member's out, you're pissing on her, on, on, on your missus, on the beach in right. public. Okay. Voyeurism. Um, but it's very difficult to shoehorn erotic eroticism into that situation, isn't it? You say that. <laughs> right. But, but you're already on the soft because you're pissing on her. Or have you got an erection while you're pissing on her? Well, we'd have to find out, wouldn't we? We'll have to find out. Wouldn't what are the kids doing while this is going on? Still... Five minutes earlier, you were playing swing ball with them. <laughs> What's Daddy doing? <laughs> He's pissing on Mum. <laughs> oh, look away. That's yeah. mother-in-law. Well, very quickly, I know you need a piss, but while bursting. we're on, while we're <laughs> absolutely bursting, I might have to get a jellyfish. Just to help, Marvin. We're talking about pissing. Yeah, desperate Jesus for a piss. But you know what? We're going to Tenerife in a couple of weeks. I'm not saying that to show off, but it's oh. just a fact. Yeah. We yeah, went two fun. years ago. Last time I was there, you remember um, my missus broke a collarbone? She did. Yeah, and here's the link, right? You're talking about eroticism when you shouldn't really be having those thoughts. Yeah. So here's you... the link. All right, okay. So I've gone in the sea. There's lots of uh, people jumping the waves. You know, it's playful. It's fun, isn't it? Playful. And the waves are getting a bit high. But dive into the wave or you time the break of the wave, you're going to have some fun. If you misjudge the wave, potential problems. Yeah. If this isn't for the beginner. You won't send your kids into this situation, would you? You wouldn't. No. But I'm having some great fun. But I'm on my own and I want some company. So uh, the father-in-law's come in, right? Quite a big chap. He's lost a lot of weight recently. Power to him. Yeah. But he's so sturdy. Well set, lad. And a lovely fella. Lovely guy, Nick. Yeah. And he listens to this podcast. So the waves taking him out. Wow. He's thought he could stand the wave and he's literally stood there like Thor, I Nick, imagine. Nick's gone early doors. Nick's gone early doors and he's a big, you know, he's well set. He's quite a powerful man. 
not big in stature, yeah. but a powerful, well-set man. A bit like um, if I was going to compare him to a dog, it would be a medium-sized pug. If he was a sportsman, he'd be a prop forward, wouldn't he? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Certainly forming the scrub. Yeah, taking him down. Hurt his neck. Can see he's trying to brave it out. He's hurt his neck. He's holding his neck. He's walked back to the beach. One down. Called the missus in. Wow. Come on, love. We're having a great time here. I'm still jumping the waves a bit further out. She comes in. She's in the sea one minute, and a wave has taken her off her feet, picked her up, flipped around. She's done a 360. Landed on her shoulder. Nasty. She's no. alright though, yeah? You're 2 nil up. Oh, mate. You're 2 nil up. Two, two family nil, members yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. So I'm laughing my tits off at this, except she's now not not joining in the joke, holding her shoulder. I'm still pointing. I'm laughing. I'm yeah. pointing and laughing. Yeah. And then she moves back to the edge of the shore and sits down, and her left tit has come out. Oh, provocative. Wonder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unexpected unexpected so I'm, I'm thinking I wonder if she's going to put that away right but I keep looking at it because she's got a tit out she's got a tit out and you're not expecting you I've seen my wife's tits of course yeah. I have yeah not in this setting not in this setting and there's part of that that's quite magical for me yeah well any any sudden unexpected tit is a nice tit isn't it it's a lovely tit so she's sitting there with her breast out. I haven't noticed a pained expression on her face. No. Because you're looking at the tit. Looking at the tit. She's got a tit out. That's right. It's an unexpected tit, which is a lovely thing. But you were 2-0 up. Yeah. And then you see a tit. Is, you're thinking, is she going, this is your reward yeah. for defeating my dad. Yeah. And now defeating me. Here's, I, here's I present the, to you I the present, right breast. Yeah. I'm presenting to you a tit. Yes. And this is a, an insight into what will be an even bigger prize yeah. later on tonight after we've had tapas. Maybe. But it's not that. It wasn't that. And what I did find out, I did find out, if you break your collarbone, you can't piss on them. Doesn't, no. doesn't help fractures. No. But once we get the rules changed, yeah. once we were back in 1996, yeah. but you are right, you can't piss on them. Don't piss on fractures. Doesn't always lead to sex. It can come sometimes lead to a panicked journey to a local hospital, worrying about whether you've got the right insurance. Yeah, which turned out we didn't. And also, that wasn't the moment to ask for sex either. No, no. And as men, we're not always the best at judging that, are we? No. And, and part of you might have been thinking, "Hey, up, we're on holiday. Mm. There's the sun. She's been defeated by a wave. Mm. What might she want more right now? Yeah. Than a little bit of playful sex. Yeah, a bit of beach sex. Beach sex. Mm. But again, that wasn't what it wasn't was. Wasn't the case, wasn't the case. We ran for an ambulance and uh, she, she ended up in a private hospital and £640 later, the humour was taken out of that situation. So think on. Think on before uh, visiting the waves with your, with your partner. It won't lead to beach sex. It can lead to the pocket being bummed. <laughs> We're just back after a piss break. We've both had a piss, haven't we? Yes, yeah, I was sitting down one. Did you stand up? <laughs> you do that, don't you? I yeah. forgot you do that. Yeah. I still find that incredibly weird. I know. And I'm really worried that... Have I mentioned about Harvey being a... Yeah, he's a sit-down pisser. Have I done it on the pod? Don't think so, but you've told me privately he's yeah. a sit-down pisser. Well, I think he's started to stand up a bit more now. And, and actually... Not halfway he... through. <clears throat> Not halfway through. But you forget the power of a young child's piss. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because my piss now... Mate, well, we, we've got 43-year-old prostates. Yeah, it dribbles out yeah. to a large degree. Mm. Watch... When I say watch a child piss, I don't mean go out your way to find a child and ask if you can watch them piss, because that could lead to custody. <laughs> but if you've got your own boy, yeah, uh, son, yeah. <laughs> again, I'm making a rod for my own back here. But if you look, if you've got a son, yeah, watch just you don't have to, do to watch him piss. Watch him piss. Listen to the piss from outside. It's like you've got fucking... It's like fucking... From outside! Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Don't say to your son, I'm going to listen to your piss. But the power, the fucking power with which those little rascals uh, piss. Funny. No, you're right. You're right, mate. It's but... like proper... If you've ever seen a horse piss, yeah. oh, it thunders out. Your, your, your seven-year-old son is not too dissimilar mm. To a thoroughbred horse piss. And it's only going to get worse for us as middle-aged men. Yeah. Because yeah, you just lose that fumph. You ain't got it anymore. No, no. Weirdly, I've, I had a stand-up piss, because that's generally my MO when I, yeah. when I am weeing. Uh, but I've remembered, because I was out last night playing darts with my friend and drinking a few pints of Guinness, that this morning, the first thing I did was have a Barocca. Now, we all know what a Barocca does to our urine. I don't know how or why, but the vitamins implicit turn your piss a real luminous yellow. Do they? I think I No, I think I have had a Barocca. It's, I, I always think of uh, asparagus with the piss sort of thing. Well, this is the thing. And this leaves me... One day, imagine this for your diet. Barocca in the morning, sugar puffs for a cereal, yeah. asparagus as part of a lunch... You'd be looking like you come from fucking Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you? Because it stinks. Chernobyl fall off. <laughs> There's the link. But it stinks. It's fucking luminous. Yeah. And that essence of sugar puff oh. mixed with the asparagus. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's worth an experiment. Yeah. It, it always surprised me because I think when you have a brocca, you sometimes forget you've had a brocca. It's not it's not a massive moment in your day. Yeah, no, no. You, yeah, you can have it and then forget about a brocca. You're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's easily done. They, and they won't put that in the marketing, will they? Have a brocca, forget about it. <laughs> That'd be the strap line. <laughs> the forgettable bounce. The forgettable pet to your day. But the point is, if you have forgotten, you're pulled into sharp focus and reminded immediately when you see the luminous state of your urine. Yeah. And then you go, oh, I remember now. What the fuck? Oh, oh. i a Barocca and I've forgotten Ooh, about it. Because yeah. yeah. you, you will forget about it. And, and I, I, I always find it a tough moment when, because I enjoy the smell of the asparagus in your way. I don't know why. Do you enjoy it? No! No one enjoys that smell. I do! No, you don't. And you usually get two wee's out of it, don't you? Do you think? The asparagus. At least two, yeah. Your your first one, Mm. there's definite asparagus. Yeah, there's depth of flavour to it. Maybe the second one, Mm. fading, by Mm. the third one, it's gone. Yeah. Usually. Yeah, perhaps you're right, yeah. So is that a reason, is that a motivational factor in you eating asparagus? I'd, I'd say, when I'm eating asparagus... I won't say it's a reason for it, no. but I'd say when I'm eating the asparagus, I think I'm, I'm going to enjoy you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is good reason for you to get stung by a jellyfish. So then you could, if, so, if someone's had asparagus, for example, we go swimming in the sea. You get stung by a jellyfish. I've had asparagus for lunch. Yeah. I've stood over you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not teabagging you, but I'm stood over you. No. Where do you want to be stung? 
Um, upper right arm. I was thinking left arse cheek. All right. All right. Okay, so you're left arse cheek. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so I'm now pissing my asparagus urine onto your left arse cheek. And I'm face down in the sand. <laughs> With a massive smile on your face. Because you've got the faint asparagus piss yeah. odours coming round and you're, you've really enjoyed You've forgotten about your jelly sting. And, and your father-in-law's looking on. <laughs> yeah. He's confused. Louise is there, one tit out. Yeah, 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 thinking, oh, you've forgotten about me now. Yeah. Now you're um, pissing on your mate. Now you're pissing Why on your mate. Why is he even on holiday with us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are his trunks? Was he looking for that jellyfish? <laughs> Did he bring his own jellyfish? Thank you for listening. It's another one finished. Yeah. It's been a real pleasure, hasn't it, Marv? It, I think so. It has been yeah, for me. No, it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure we have any listeners. Because we're saying goodbye into a void of nothingness. Yeah. Been doing it nearly a year now. We're, going, we're not getting anything back. We don't know why we're doing it, no. really, do we? So. We're saying more and more bizarre and crass and, you know, We're racist. rudderless, is what we are. We're rudderless, Marvin. We don't know where we're going. Rudderless. We're in the middle of the fucking ocean, surrounded by jellyfish. Yeah. But have you ever been rubberless in a sexual situation where you've needed a rubber? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I think we all have, haven't we? Yeah, we must have been. It's a common thing. Just lay up. But that's not... In golfing parlance. Golfing to sexual parlance. Yeah. Lay up. Yeah. Lay up short. And um, last thing I'll say, because it's finished really, but I-, I noticed once when I did a job in the northeast for a few months, every Durex condom machine in the toilets also had a cock ring machine next to it. Who uses cock rings? Because because the reason you're going to use those machines is if suddenly something happens, you might think, oh, there's an impromptu sexual yeah. Yeah. act coming up here. There's a chance. Yeah. So, so it's very brave to go in for your first sexual act with someone and introduce the cock ring as well. <laughs> yes, it is. Very brave. And Yeah, correct. And even if that's not the case, also, very rarely you think in the middle of a night out, do you know what this night needs? Cock ring. Strange, yeah. strange that they sell so, them, isn't it? Yeah, so that was Annick, just north of Newcastle there. So Get your cock rings from Annick. Cock rings from Annick. It's a lovely market town. Um, they filmed a bit of Harry Potter there. They've got a lovely, biggest second-hand bookshop in the country called Barter Books. Right. And they've got a penchant for cock rings. So you've got it all there, really. Wonderful. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.